Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I interviewed Calvin Hartman. Calvin is head coach at Legendary, the legendary gym, the one and only Joe DeFranco's gym in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And it was such a pleasure having him on. So on today's episode, Calvin and I spoke how he initially got into fitness himself, how he got the position at DeFranco's gym to actually be head trainer there. We then speak about exercising, programming for athletes versus just general pop clients who want to look better, want to feel better without actually playing any field sports. Calvin then speaks about his top 10 exercise. You'll, you'll enjoy this part. His top 10 exercise that will give you full bang for your buck that are also super joint friendly. On the flip side, he speaks about five of the most butchered exercises he sees most commonly um, misperformed inside the gym. And then we wrap up with just some back and forth training and programming questions. We didn't dive into the nutritional all. If you're someone who just listened for nutrition advice, this is not the podcast for you. But if you enjoy lifting, if you enjoy and you want to look better, feel better, perform better and have an interest into what that would actually look like in a program, you will get full bang for your book with this week's episode. So if you get value, if you learn something new, if you get anything, any insights at all, the only thing I would ask is you please rate and review the show. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, whether you're listening on Spotify, it does help massively. And as I've saying, this is episode number 75 and the podcast has really only started to grow like big time of notes and changes in the last 15 episodes or so. So I just really appreciate all the listeners sharing the episode. And if you get loud from this, I would appreciate you continuing to do so. Now, without further ado, here is Calvin Hartman on this week's episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. Enjoy. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifters Show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Calvin Hartman. Calvin is an online fitness coach and he's head trainer at world-renowned and legendary gym, DeFranco's Gym in New Jersey. Calvin, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I uh, I don't do a lot of podcasts, not because I wouldn't do them, I just... Uh... As you could probably tell, I'm not super active on social media, but uh, excited to be here, man. Excited to talk training. Awesome. Well, well, we're absolutely going to do that, Calvin. Before we actually get into the training, share something about yourself that most people, and maybe even Joe DeFranco himself, does not know. <laughs> Oof. Getting me right off the bat with that one, dude. Right off the back of that <laughs> one. Hey, that's how we do it here in Ireland, man. Oh, uh, something nobody knows about me. Um, I'm a big, so I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Star Wars is that big where you guys are, but when I was growing up, I was a huge Star Wars fan and a huge like space fan. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. Um, and I was like obsessed with space and got super into Star Wars. So I, like I'm kind of a big nerd. So I guess that's something that, uh, most people probably don't know and uh i just kind of shifted the nerd the nerd stuff from like space and star wars to like training so yeah i don't think i don't think joe knows that about me so interesting man i'll tell you i was uh, i always wanted to be an astronaut too after seeing have you seen the the movie i'm sure armageddon 
I actually have not seen that movie. I so I got super into um Apollo thirteen when I was a kid. Oh god, like, that was yes. one of my favorite movies growing up. But I, no, I haven't seen Armageddon. I'm embarrassed to say it. <laughs> yeah, with with Bruce Willis, man. That's what uh, okay. I I wanted to be an astronaut too once upon a time. That's <laughs> that's cool. We connect kind of connecting that. I'm telling me, Calvin. So just for all of our listeners out there, share a bit more about share a bit about you yourself, your backstory, what got you into fitness. And how you got the current position, then let's take us all the way up to Joe DeFranco's gym. So if you want to rewind way back to the start, Kevin. Yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a long story, but I'll make it as uh, short and interesting as I can. Um, I got into fitness really in, in high school because I was a pretty skinny kid. And um, I always wanted to be bigger and stronger and really just had no idea how to go about it. And uh, I remember cutting out articles in magazines like men's health, fitness and, um, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, doing these workouts and, you know, thinking, just having no idea about training, nutrition, nothing. And, you know, just kind of wanting to get bigger and stronger. And um, I actually lifted. I never played football, but I lifted with the football team a little bit in high school just because um, kind of a funny story. I was lifting after school with like a couple of my buddies and I, you know, would cut out these workouts and be like, guys, this is what we have to do. You know, we're going to look like this movie star, you know, and uh, the football coach came in and kicked us out of the gym because we had this rule where if you weren't part of a team or you weren't with a team, then you weren't allowed to be in the weight room. And just kind of being a, a smart ass, I was like, well, when can we when can we work out then, coach? Like, that doesn't make sense. And he was like, well, you could come lift with the football team at six in the morning tomorrow if you want. And I was like. I'll be there. And so I ended up lifting with them for a little while. And that was like my, my intro to the weight room. And like, I was hooked. It was, it was cool to be around, you know, other people who are trying to get stronger and, you know, the, the camaraderie. And, you know, I just fell in love with that. Um, and I, I never played football, like I said, but I did run track and I was a pole vaulter. So kind of going back to, you know, loving space and, and, uh, that kind of thing. Like I, I thought it would be cool to to pole vault and like like you're almost flying like that's how I originally got into it because I was a big nerd and was like oh, it'd be cool to you know like kind of fly so super long story short I ended up pole vaulting in college really fell in love with training there because that's where I was like reading a lot and um, kind of studied it more and, and really got into it and then I had a really good coach in college who really understood strength and conditioning and you know kind of helped me to really come into my own and, and understand training. And that's where I saw the most amount of progress was like in college. And then after college, um, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to do something in strength and conditioning. Wasn't sure what kind of had no idea, no plan. And um, so I, I had a friend who owned his own gym and he basically let me train a couple people like in the back corner of it was like, Hey, you know, give me a percentage of whatever you make, but you could train people here. Like, you know, I don't care. And uh, so I trained a couple of the kids that were on my track team for free was just like, I want to start somewhere so you guys can come in and, you know, I'll train you for the upcoming track season. And I got a job working for a chiropractor as a, um, I forget what the title was, but basically he would give people exercises to do kind of like rehab exercises and I would put people through these rehab exercises. So I was doing that part-time and I was, you know, coaching a couple kids for free part-time. Um, 
And basically from there, I did that until I got an internship at, um, I don't know, have you ever heard of Zach? Do you know who Zach Evanesh is? I've heard that name before by Joe, obviously in the podcast. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I don't know personally, but I've definitely heard that name before. Great, great dude. I ended up um, seeing an Instagram post where he was looking for an intern. And uh, he's another Jersey guy, so I wasn't far from him. So um, I reached out to him, kind of went through his interview process. And that was my first like real job in the uh, strength and conditioning world is I worked. I interned with him for, I think, three months, something like that, three or four months. And then he had a position at a gym. Um, he had he was owned, he owned two gyms at that time. I think he's now just has his one gym, but he had a gym in Scotch Plains that he needed somebody to work on the weekends there. Um, so I in, uh, interned with him and ended up working on the weekends there for about a year. So I was doing working for the chiropractor, kind of coaching some some guys for free on my own to kind of get experience there and then uh, working for Zach. And all all the while this was going on, my fiance, who's my girlfriend at the time, was, um, do you know what the sport skeleton is? I, Have you ever we, heard of that? No, no, not at all. No, I haven't heard of it. Okay, so do you know what bobsled is? Yes, yeah, bobsled, okay. yes. So bobsled is it's four people on a on a sled going down a track. Sure. Skeleton is basically the one person version and you go on your stomach. So okay. <laughs> my fiance, how we got to know each other, she pole vaulted as well. So she's she's like a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. And after she graduated college, she still wanted to compete at something. And she ended up um, competing for USA bobsled and skeleton. So long story short as i'm you know doing this my fiance is um in the winter basically for you know 3 months out of the year she would live in lake placid um new york and she was doing the skeleton thing and at first i kind of coached her a little bit like um training wise not actually sliding that's a whole different technique but sure. strength wise yes strength wise i was you know writing her programs and um i was getting into a lot of uh joe defranco stuff i had just found his podcast and, you know, was listening to how he got football players faster. So I was like, Hey, listen, I don't know as much as this guy does. Like, you know, I'm just kind of learning and teaching you like what I know, but this guy's in Jersey, you should try to connect with him and see if you could do your strength and conditioning there when, you know, during the off season. Um, so she ended up emailing Joe and the guy who is uh, in the position I am now who's there before me, uh, his name's Cam Joss. Cam Joss, yes, yep. yeah. I'm aware of Cam Joss, yeah. Big, yeah. big, big fan of his too. Um, yes, yes. Great, great dude. Um, so she, super long story short, reached out to him and uh, started training where we are now in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And that was super cool for me because, you know, obviously I wanted her to get, you know, as, as good as she could and him to help her, but selfishly i wanted to kind of be a fly on the wall and you know get For to watch sure. the sessions and kind of you know annoy cam by asking him a billion questions so uh she trained with him for about a year i think and uh i came to a lot of those sessions he was nice enough to let me kind of stand there and like i said just pick his brain endlessly which he didn't seem to mind you know i'd be like why are you doing this and what's this for and this sure. yes um 
And, and one thing led to another. Cam then left, was it? Calvin and yep. Joe needed a new long, story. yeah, new long entering. story. Short. Uh, Cam ended up leaving, and they were looking for an intern. And I was kind of, you know, doing all these, you know, working for Zach on the weekends, but you know, kind of had this chiropractor job. Didn't have anything steady, so I was kind of the, in a perfect place to, you know, intern with him, and then and then take the position. So. That's kind of my background and how I ended up here at uh at Joe's facility. Unbelievable, man. That that is awesome. And and like so Joe DeFranco, I, I initially discovered his work, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm sure you're aware of Tim Ferris's four hour, four hour, um, four hour body book it was, not four hour work week, which yep. is a famous one. And obviously Joe featured in a chapter or two there, how he gets like uh, NFL athletes or combine athletes to jump insane amounts to do like, you know, these insane time for the 400 meter dash. And I just said, God, like this guy, I love performance based training. I love athletic based training. I'm going to dive into more about him. And I obviously saw you the podcast and followed that. Um, went from the podcast to join as DeFranco Insider to signing up for a CPPS certification and just ever since been really engrossed. And it's just been amazing for someone like you as well, Calvin. You're you're very, very young to to get like such phenomenal experience and skill in the game there. It must be pretty surreal, like being uh being obviously your own man and programming as your own man, but at the same time having Joe D there in the background. No, I have I have nothing but you know such respect for Joe and appreciation really for for the position I'm in because I just feel super lucky and, you know, it really is ti- like timing is everything. It just so happened that Cam happened to be leaving. And um, I feel super, super lucky to to be here and, and learn from Joe. And, um, you know, it, he's awesome. He's taken me under his wing and a- any questions I have, like, you know, I'll sit down and we can talk programming and I can pick his brain. And, you know, I, I definitely realize that's not a position everybody has access to. And I, uh, trust me, I feel very lucky, and he's been great. He's he's really the best. So so speaking of training, let's just segue slightly. Then, Calvin, this is perfect. What are yeah. some training principles that you yourself would actually adhere to? Um, I feel like the more people I train, and the more um, you know, different athletes that come in here, really, and it's gonna sound like you know, I'm avoiding the question, but everything works. And what I mean by that is as long as you follow progressive overload, meaning over time, you're lifting more weight for more reps, or you do it with better technique, or, you know, there's various ways to progressively overload. But as long as you're lifting more weight over time, or, you know, you're, you're moving the bar faster, if, if speed is your goal, um, you know, most things work. And there's a big, range of things that work too you know and you can argue that you know more volume might be better for certain athletes or certain people and less volume might be better but you know the big rocks as long as you're doing big compound lifts if you're progressively overloading them um and yeah you're you're recovering in between workouts a lot of things work <laughs> which sounds Great. silly but I mean, it, it really is true. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's a particular, I'm not married to any type of um, particular philosophy. You know, I know sure. 
and and neither is Joe, which is something I've, you know, if you look at his old work like West Side for Skinny Bastards and um, you know Strong Bastard Nine One One and all the programs he's put out, you would kind of put him in like, oh, he's a conjugate guy. But for certain, you know, populations of people, it makes more sense to program linearly, meaning, you know, you're not switching things up all the time. It's more you're sticking with the same exercise for a long period of time and uh, decreasing the uh, volume and increasing the intensity. Um, I mean, I've seen him program all kinds of different ways. And I guess my philosophy is each person is different. And the way we do things at the gym is every client is on their own program um and it's a tough question there's a lot a lot there's a lot of ways you can go with it but it's really that the fundamentals it's progressive overload are we making progress what what's the ultimate goal how are we going to actually measure this what are some exercises that are going to be suitable and just matching that to each individual client i mean i love what you said there about compound lifts i think there's a lot of power in them without having to be married to any one particular lift. I know that's something Joe would always say that you would say um, Mm -hmm. that there's no rule that says you have to do a straight bar deadlift or a barbell back squat. You can always find different ways to train the same or similar movement pattern. But as long as you're making progress towards you and your individual goals, everything does work. Just as you said, nothing will work forever. That's uh, that's the caveat for for changing things up, Calvin. And, And tell me then, I'm sure the answer is going to be quite similar, but I'd still be curious to hear. Mm -hmm. Are there, what are some of the differences, if any, between training, we'll say athletes versus just general pop clients? That's, that's a great question. And there's not as, there's probably not as, there's probably more similarities than, than most people think. Um, You know, a lot of our high school athletes, I obviously, you know, I, prioritize the the big compound lifts but they're just like they're just like us i'm sure you love hitting a set of bicep curls like they're you know they get their new program and they're like dude why is there no bicep curls in here like you know i want to look good for the beach so there's there's more similarities i think than than people think um especially in, in i don't know how you feel but our gen pop clients who come in and and when I say gen pop, I just mean, you know, adult clients who aren't athletes, they're just training to, you know, move better, feel better, maybe add some muscle. I think doing some kind of athletic movement for them is arguably more important than doing it for the athletes. Because if you think about it, the athletes are getting their, you know, sports specific work on the field. They're running routes in the off season. They're playing pickup games. If they're basketball, they're, you know, pitching, if they're baseball guys, they're getting movements that are outside of, um, you know, just the barbell lifts, the adult clients who come in, they really, they don't, if they're coming to the gym, they're coming to see us, you know, two, three days a week outside of that, they may, you know, be sitting at their desk at work and then sit at their couch when they get home, they're not moving. They might not move at all, which, you know, I clearly encourage them, Hey, get your steps in, you know, it's important to do things outside of just what we do here, but they're not, they're not doing any type of movement that's athletic. And as you get older, that, that your power production drops off quick and it's, it's the first thing to go. So our adult clients, your we, strength. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we're doing med ball throws with them. We'll do box jumps. And I would say the main difference is it's definitely more joint friendly. 
power work than we would do with our athletes. Like we're willing to take a little bit more risks. If, um, if the athlete, you know, if, if it's important to increase their power and, you know, we might be doing jumps, uh, like trap bar jumps, we might be doing, you know, um, speed benches with bands and chains with our athletes, but with our adults, we'll typically do things that are much more joint friendly and we'll still give them a good return on their investment, but they're, they're definitely not risky at all. Like we're, we take very little risks with the, uh, with the adults, but most of the time their program it's going to be the adults are going to have less volume. We're not going to do as much work as we will with the athletes. Um, sure. The conditioning. Understandable. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Understandable. Just with work capacity for sure. Yeah. The adults are going to have a little bit, you know, lower work capacity. So we're not going to be, you know, killing them as much as we might the athletes. It, it depends, but that would be, I'd say the main difference is, you know, with the athletes where we're incorporating power work with both of them, the athletes were, we're doing things that are really going to kind of push the needle and the adults, it's more joint friendly, less barbell work, um, more goblet squats over barbell squats, that kind of thing. But they don't look as different as, as people might think, you know, you might see your sure. favorite athlete on Instagram doing kind of crazy stuff but our, our athletes are still doing you know squats and deadlifts and bench presses and shoulder presses there it's you know stuff that adults do too so you know and what would you say so calvin if you were to just if you're to to name your top let's just say eight to ten by full bang for your book mm-hmm. we, we won't spend too long on this but just for any listener out there who kind of wants to improve how they look improve how they feel maybe build a bit of muscle but also we're being really conscious now of as you said health and longevity and just joint friendly exercises what would you say would be like 10 fairly decent exercises that would give you a good bang for your buck to tick all those boxes so so can they can they be power exercises too? Can it be a mix? They or... can be a mixture of power, a mixture of strength, a mixture of hypertrophy, free weights, okay. um, machines, whatever, whatever you feel. What would you say are 10 bang for your buck exercises that most people should include in their program? So I'm gonna go super basic. I'll say the first the first couple, and I would I would say these are kind of in order too. Like if I was let's say I was writing a program for somebody, these would probably be in order of, of what I'm doing. We're probably going to do some kind of, um, some kind of jump or med ball throw. So I love even something as simple as if you have a cement wall, just throw on a med ball at the wall. Um, you know, I'll program online for some people. If they don't have that, we'll do like a bent over med ball chest throw. So you, you kind of imagine hinging at the hips and now your chest is parallel with the ground throwing the med ball at the floor. That's a great one. Um, as far as jumping goes, all our adults. So, so a med ball throw, let's keep going. So jumping. Yeah. I'll go med ball throw of some kind. Um, I would say either a, a box jump. That's a, that's a good one. It's very low impact. It's um, okay. You know, box jump number two. Onto the box. Yeah. Jumping onto something. Awesome. Some kind of, um, some kind of squat. And that could be look very different for different people. So I love a goblet squat for a lot of our adult clients. If their goal is to just move better and feel better. Um, but if you can handle a barbell, barbell squat is, is great too. 
Okay, med ball throw, a jump, a squat, keep going. Some type of hinge, so uh, like a single leg RDL or a barbell RDL, dumbbell RDL could fit those categories. Okay, we're on on four, Calvin. What's number five? Number five, I would say some type of push-up variation. So, you know, make it as hard or as easy as uh, as you can. Yeah. Number six, I would say, I would say some type of row. So that could be a dumbbell row, cable row. But my biggest bang for the buck exercise that if I'm programming for clients is a TRX row or a ring row. I don't know if you guys have that. I love the, those. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're so, I mean, any, you can make them hard by putting your feet on a box or easier by backing your feet up. So is that six we're at? Uh, that is six, yeah. So we have a, we have a med ball throw, we have a box jump, we have a squat, we have a single leg deadlift, we have a push-up, we have a row, so a TRX row. Four more to go, Calvin. Four more to go. I would say let's go some type of carry. So I love farmer's carries. I know we've, talked a, little bit. we've talked a little bit on uh, Instagram DMs about those, but I love their great bang for your buck. Um, seven. Uh, farmers carries are amazing, unbelievable, and so easy to perform and so so versatile too. Last three, Calvin. What are they going to be? I'm putting you on the spot here. This is an easy man. I'm gonna say some type of conditioning implement. Yeah. So, I love the assault bike. I don't know if you guys, uh, if you're a fan of that. I mean, I don't think anybody's a fan of them, but they are. A fan of the effect. Yes, hell. I'm gonna say. Uh, an assault bike for some type of uh some type of high intensity interval training and then i'm gonna go this isn't in order because i would definitely put this earlier i just thought of it but some type of single leg work so lunges bulgarian squats are probably the most programmed here and most hated and uh (laughs) I, I think one more, the, right? the Bulgarian split squats are the most universal hated exercise of all time. If anyone wants to debate me on that, hit me up in the DM and Instagram or Calvin the same, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Yeah, that's awesome. So we've one more to go, Calvin. What's your final top 10 bang for your book? The last one, I'm going to go some type of... I'm going to go... I didn't put any core exercises in there besides the carries. So I'll, I'll put some type of anti-extension core exercise. So my favorite is a stability ball rollout. So you're on the stability ball with your forearms kind of rolling back and forth. You could do that for time. That's a great one. That's one that's always uh, unbelievable. So, so so Calvin, you're down to 10. Yeah, that's good. Man, one thing I'm re- I, I'll, I'll get you to name off the list, but one thing I'm surprised coming from DeFranco is well, there's no sled push there. I was full sure you're going to say that instead of the Bulgarian split squat or for the conditioning, but uh, you kind of have the single leg covered, anyways, with the, with the rear foot elevated. So, uh, your yeah. top 10, you say you mentioned um, med ball throw, med ball box throw, jump. box jump, uh, squat, and it's hard to narrow down exercises because I, like I like to think about them as categories because you can kind of like, a, you know, a, a goblet squat or a gob, goblet box squat, like they could both be great or a barbell squat. Like 
but th doing that that pattern is is important and i would say you're right a sled push is is in there what i what i would say about that is i do program them and i find myself programming them a little bit more for athletes than than gen pop and the main reason is because there's no with the sled push there's no uh eccentric component and we know that's pretty important for for building muscle and if that's a client's goal like you know i want to build muscle Fair and point yes i i would choose the bulgarian split squat over that and the other yeah, reason absolutely sled, a lot of clients just don't have access to it you know yes. like hey i'm at a crunch fitness and i don't have a sled push so that's a big factor for me as well. I would I would have the sled in pretty much all of my clients' program if 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 gym was if the gym was available and you know if if it's suited. But as you said, even just loading it and unloading it, it all takes time too. And you know what? Sometimes a set of Bulgarians with the foot elevated just does the job as well. Um. So you were saying there. So we have the go go ahead lame off your. So just to confirm your list of ten. Top 10 bang for your buck exercises, Calvin, you feel that most people should do more of? Med ball throw, a box jump, some type of squat, uh, barbell squat, goblet squat, could be any of those. A, a dumbbell Romanian deadlift, could be single leg, could be double leg. A push-up variation, so there's a million you could choose from, but you know, you could adjust it to your ability level. Um, what did I say? Some type of row, the TRX row. That's my favorite. Cause it's so versatile. Yeah. A, what did I go after that? Uh, assault bike, farmers. bike, farmers carry, uh, single leg squat. And then the stability ball rollout slash core exercise. And no bicep curls. <laughs> Only joking, man. If there's eleven, no. if there's eleven, I'd put it in there. <laughs> oh, we we gotta show the calf some love as well. Some calf raises there could be number twelve. It's it's hard to put everything in, man. It's hard to put everything in. It, you um, know what? It's it's so hard. And um, I don't know if you know who Alan Cosgrove is. Have you heard his name before? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He talks about um, he talks about programming like you're packing for a trip, and. It's like, you can't bring everything on your trip. You can only bring certain things. And I, I feel that way about programming very much. It's like, you know, within this specific time period, there's only so much we could kind of do. And I, I def, I hear you. I, their bicep curls and calf raises make mm -hmm. it into a lot of my clients' programs. They really do. I'm, you know, I think. And they're fun uh, to perform too at the end. They're fun to perform, dude. And they, they definitely make it in there. But if, if I had to narrow it down to 10, I don't know if they're making it in there. Yeah, they're, uh, they're not they're not buying for your book exercise. They're not buying for your book exercises. No. So Calvin, if if let's just say so there's somebody listening here and they're busy working professional, they work yeah. 40 hours a week and they are not athletic, but they're open to just obviously moving better and feeling better, like everyone wants to. They might sit at a work, not or sit at a desk and they might have some tight shoulders or limited hips there and they want to train four times a week mm -hmm. what would you say would be like a good just suggested template without even going through the day by day that this individual would follow so my my first thought is an upper lower program yeah. and 
it's gonna it's gonna it depends on so many things but and i hate that answer because it's kind of a cop-out answer but i'll give you some examples so if the client is looking to increase their strength and build some muscle and that's important to them i love the upper lower split because you can kind of divide up the volume a little bit you can not have so many supersets so that you can kind of train each exercise more intensely and and really put on some uh put on some muscle or build strength if the client is really just looking to feel better um and move better and they their concern is more longevity and i just want to feel good move better don't really care that much about building muscle you know which I would try to explain, Hey, it is important to build muscle and, you know, let's, but regardless, a full body upper lower split works well. And then a day of conditioning in there works well too. So you mm. can train four days that way where it's a full body strength day, upper body day, lower body day. And then you could do some type of interval training on that, on that fourth day. Fourth day. Um, I like that, man. So upper lower, upper lower, or yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And just speaking more about your your own current training, Calvin, are you currently following any training split yourself? What does your your training look like? Yeah, so my own training has definitely taken a backseat than the uh the recent years, which is okay with me. You know, it's 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 more about my clients and I kind of get workouts in. Not when I can, because I do prioritize them. I so I personally do an upper lower split and I focus much more on hypertrophy and and higher rep ranges um than absolute strength because i am only 28 but i for a long time kind of lifted i won't say dumb but didn't do things exactly you know the way if i could go back in time and and tweak some things i probably would so i do have some aches and pains and you know feeling a little bit beat up so i i like training a little bit higher rep range just because you can still look to increase your strength and like we talked about progressively overload things um but i i typically don't do a lot of like barbell squats or barbell deadlifts i i prefer doing things like if i am going to use a barbell i'll use a safety squat bar um and i'll use a little bit higher higher rep ranges um but i love that or lower split i think it's a great great way to kind of keep uh keep and build muscle um and it's a good there's a lot a lot of different ways you can you can go with it um for so sure that's how i train myself yeah yeah i've um i've subbed out barbell back squats for the moment as well calvin i'm i'm actually two as of recording this i'm two and a half weeks out from my first ever bodybuilding competition just putting my dipping my toe oh, in the water nice. there and prepping for that so i just that's found because you mentioned there were recovery and obviously when people speak about training to failure like not every exercise is created equal and training bicep curls or calf raises to failure isn't going to be nearly as taxing as doing a hard set of deadlifts or squats on your CNS, just on your recovery. And I just found with squats, particularly with my calories that bit lower, that I just wasn't able to recover from them and my fatigue level just significantly increased for two or three days after doing them. So just for the last like six weeks, I'd say I've just subbed them out and I've been doing pendulum squats instead, which are machine assisted and still giving me, you know, a good stimulus there. Or maybe sometimes I do a leg press, but they're just not as taxing or fatiguing. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. 
I, I'm excited for you, man. What? Uh, so it's two weeks out. Yeah, July sixteenth. So um, it's Sunday, July sixteenth. So we're recording this for all of our listeners. Today is Thursday, the 29th of June. So um, yeah, just uh, just over less than twenty days, I guess, at this stage. Um, but it's yeah, it's exciting times, exciting times, man. Um, a few more questions, Calvin, before we we wrap things up. So yeah, yeah. Just for the general pop here, what would you say are some common mistakes that people actually make? in the gym and we're not talking in defrancos when you haven't assisted when you've got yourself and jody but we'll just say um if you were to walk into your typical 24-hour fitness what would you say are some common mistakes that you see that people should try to avoid so it's funny you mentioned that um because i actually just joined a gym right up the street from us uh like we're we have a dream facility here we have everything you could ever need for training athletes training gen pop the one thing we don't have a lot of is uh, machines. And so because I was the space. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just because of space. So I actually recently joined a gym up the street from us mainly to use their machines and, and train that way. Cause we do train a lot of online clients and I want to be able to feel what something feels, know what something feels like so I can coach them appropriately. But it's funny because I'll sit in between sets and honestly, I don't listen to music. I don't, I'm really not on my phone. I'm just kind of watching everybody because it's it's so different for me because I've been spoiled. Like anyone who comes to the gym, you know, within a couple sessions, they're good. They Their technique looks pretty good. They understand basic philosophies. But, you know, I'm not coaching anybody in this other gym. I'm just kind of watching and looking around. And I would say the biggest thing is exercise technique. And I know that's a, a boring answer, but I, and I believe this to my core, a poorly constructed program that's done really, really, really well is way better than the perfect program that's butchered, that the exercises are butchered. Uh, you don't pay attention to technique. And that's the biggest thing that I've seen in this gym recently is people are doing things the right way. Like I'll watch somebody kind of go through, you know, a, a workout and I'll see the exercises they choose and they're all great exercises. And oftentimes they're in good order too. Like we have so much access to everything now. And, and, you know, these people are probably doing really good programs that are written by somebody who knows what they're doing, but they're, they're not using great technique. And what I mean by that is if they're, you know, if they're doing a let's say they're doing a dumbbell bench, for example, like they might just throw the dumbbells back, kind of rush through the reps. There's no thought to, to tempo. There's no thought to um, controlling the weight or using a good bar path or dumbbell path in this yeah. scenario. But I think if, if most people kind of slowed down the centric part of the lift, which that's the lowering part, if, if they took their time, maybe, you know, three seconds or so on the lowering part, they took a slow, pause at the bottom of the exercise so if you're doing a dumbbell bench if you kind of give it a little pause at the bottom and then you can still you should raise the weight basically as quickly as you can um under good technique i think if people really focused on that and focused on doing the exercises well they would see much much better results um Unbelievable. that's just my my two cents from being in this gym and kind of having my eyes opened and it's really helped with my online clients too because I tell them all they can send me as many videos as they want. And some people take me up on it, but some people don't. Yes. And in my mind, they're all doing everything perfectly. But being at this gym, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't, 
I don't think so. It know? opens. It opens. Yeah, actually, just one of my clients today, I, I the same now. He asked me for some feedback on a barbell back squat, actually, just as we yeah. speak about it. And he sent me a video and he was using, do you know, the barbell hip thrust, the pad. He had oh, the pad no. there on the on the shoulder or on his shoulder. So that was like one of the first things I said, like, take that off your back. Oh, and no. for anyone listen. Yeah, yeah, do you know if you squat with the with the pattern? Because what that will do is it'll naturally shift your hips forward when you're barbell back squatting, you want to sit the hips back initially, but just your your kind of alignment and your posture there, it's definitely not optimal to to have the pattern. So it's 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 good for anyone here who has a coach or an online coach, use them, send them technique videos, and it's really helpful to get that feedback. Just seeing as we're on this, Calvin. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up after this because I know you, you've in-person clients as well and we're, we're coming to time anyways. Um, what would you say are the five most common butchered exercises that you see in the gym? Wow. Um, I'm going to say barbell squat is number one. Barbell deadlift, number two. And it just so happens that I, my workout that I've been doing in this gym, uh, I only go on lower body days so I can use the lower body machines and usually the upper body days I'm here, but I do a, uh, a hack squat and the hack squat happens to be right in front of the deadlift. So I see high school kids coming in like, you know, every day and, and just butchering the deadlift. And it's so hard because I want to say, I want to, I've had yeah. to bite my tongue because I'm like, Hey, oop, oop, not my place. But so barbell, squat barbell deadlift are two i would say you know what i'm going to put isolation movements up here so i'm going to say a barbell curl and a, yeah. a tricep extension are so commonly butchered and those are two where you i think you really really have to take your time on the eccentric pause and squeeze because those are so hard to see progressive overload on and if you're not doing them with perfect technique how do you know you're getting any better at them you know I would say those two. And then uh, number five It's a tough one. I would say most people are doing barbell bench pretty much. Okay. It's, yeah. it's the lower body exercises. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bulgarian split squats are going to be number five because yeah, th those get butchered a lot, you know, whether it's people, kind of just rushing through the technique and they you know they're not not going deep enough for going deep enough or they're trying to do too much weight or in some cases they're not using any weight at all and just kind of like feeling the burn um i would say those those are my top five and mostly it's biased because those are the, the five i see the most um sure but, that's yeah. fair that, and for bulgarian split squats too like I actually, I, I saw this Joe D posted initially because I was always doing it with my foot on the bench, like just mm -hmm. a standard weight bench. But yeah. ever since I started putting my foot on a barbell and putting a roller on the barbell, like one of those barbell hip thrust pads, oh, the extra ankle mobility you get there, it is a game changer. So for anyone listening and you are one of those people who don't skip leg day, you've got Bulgarian split squats or rear foot elevated split squats whatever you want to call them in your program. Don't elevate your rear foot onto a bench. Use a barbell with a foam roll pad instead or a mat wrapped around it and your ankle mobility will feel so much better. Um, yeah, Calvin, they're all really good ones, man.
And let's just wrap it up. So, Calvin, first of all, is there anything that you're currently excited about or you're currently working towards? Um, as you know, I'm not super big on social media. I plan to kind of make a comeback somewhat soon and start start posting again. Um, you know, the gym has just been very busy, which is awesome. Um, I've been writing articles on my website for a while now. Um, those those are exciting to me probably not to anyone who doesn't like to read, but um, mainly I'm writing them as kind of guides for clients. Like I, I mean, I'm sure you do too, but I get questions all the time from clients that I'm like, man, I wish I had just like a, something I could send you instead of going into detail on it, you know? Um, So that's, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, Eventually I will make it back to social media, but right now I'm kind of, uh, kind of a hermit from social media so sure. hey man there's nothing wrong with it as well sometimes um it can it can really take it out of you just keeping up with everything so uh, yeah. there's, there's no harm in taking some breaks and for 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 all of our listeners there calvin first of all share where can people learn a bit more about you and what you actually offer um my website is just calvinhartman.com um really i'm active on the blog just you know, posting blog articles, but, um, that's really like my home base. And then, um, my email is on Joe's website. So if, if any of your listeners have questions or, you know, they ever want to reach out about anything, I'm, I'm always happy to, to answer anybody. I might take a little bit to get back just cause you know, the gym is, is busy and, you know, I got clients to, to get back to, but I mean, I remember, um, you know, being, and I'm still a young coach, but an even younger coach and, looking for help and, you know, reaching out to various people and they were always great to respond to me. So I'm always an open book. Like if anybody has training questions or anything, I'm, I'm happy to answer. So um, I'll link, I'll link yeah. that, I'll link your website and I'll link your email, Calvin, in the show notes. Um, I'll I link both it. of those. And, and just final question, Calvin, for all of our listeners out there, because this is the Lifestyle Lifters show, what would you say is your definition of living a successful lifestyle? Hit me with some uh, some deep ones here, man. I like it. <laughs> uh, I think a successful lifestyle is one where you are of service to others in some capacity and, and you're happy. Um, and that could mean a lot of different things for, for different people. Um, is that more what you mean? Or do you mean more like training wise? What, or is it more like a kind of a big? A hundred percent. Everything you said there. Okay. So I, I would say doing something where you're of service to others, whatever that means, um, you know, and I get not everybody gets to, not everybody does what we do and can directly see the impact we have on people, which is very cool. And that's why we do what we do. But, um, you know, being happy in your own life is, is super important and it, it radiates to others. You know, when you're in an airplane and they go over the safety procedures, they always say you have to put on your own oxygen mask first. And if you're not happy, if you have a family, if you have kids, like that's going to come through and you're not going to be the best father, the best husband, the best, significant other so taking risks and doing whatever it means to you to be happy and and somehow be of service to others i think are uh are the key and you know listen i'm 28 i don't have i don't have anything figured out but i know that uh 
those are two things that that Joe D does that I've tried to emulate and and you know it's he's going pretty uh, well so far. Influence. Yeah, he's done pretty well so far. Wow. Man, that's been awesome. I, I love those takeaways too. Unbelievable, phenomenal stuff. Calvin, thank you so much again for your time. This has really been so enjoyable chatting. Um, I feel that if I'm ever over in New Jersey or your, your neck of the woods, we could sit down and chat for hours and hours about everything and maybe get a workout in. But I really you're, appreciate your time. And it's, it's just been an honest, it's been an honor having you on, Calvin. It's it's been an honor being on your podcast. I, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. Great, Chad. Calvin, thanks again. Have an awesome day, man. You too, brother. Take care.